Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning. I'm excited you're here today joining us for church on a line, and I'm excited. We actually let the band and some of the tech team stay around too, so we actually have some people in the sanctuary today, so this is some fun stuff. And again, we are we're in the uh, sixth week of our series entitled Protect Yourself, and again, during this period, uh, this COVID-19 period, uh, this idea of protecting ourselves is something that we've really all grown accustomed to. And through this series, we've talked about and learn about how we're not called just to protect ourselves physically, but we're called to protect ourselves spiritually as well. Again, we find these instructions in Ephesians chapter 6, which is our main passage of scripture for this whole entire series. So hopefully by now, this is getting familiar. Hopefully by now, this is sounding repetitive. And maybe you even have this memorized, or at least you can paraphrase it as well. But if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. And if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app, which is just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. And again, this passage of scripture, it's a guy named Paul, and he's writing to the church in Ephesus. And what he's doing, he's encouraging them to live a Christian life. He's encouraging them to to live a life of unity. He's encouraging them to to be Christ-like, but he knows that to be Christ-like, there's a struggle that happens with it. Right? And sometimes it can be hard. So what he's doing, he's giving us some instructions really to, to protect ourselves against everything that comes our way. And again, we see this here in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. So check this out. It says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Again, that's the full armor of God. It's, it's the breastplate of truth. It's, it's, the, it's the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. It's the shoes or, or the footwear of peace. It's the shield of faith. It's the helmet of salvation. And today what I want to do is I want to jump in and I want to continue to talk about these things and I want to talk about what's next. I want to talk about the sword of the Spirit, right? the Word of God, the Bible. Again, if you look at verse 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. Now think about a sword with me, right? How many of you like swords, right? I know this might be a guy thing just growing up as a boy, but how many of you, maybe this, I, was, I can find out if, if girls and women are ladies are into this as well, but how many of you or kids, you like had a sword fight with anything and everything that you could find? 
right? We've got some people raising hands in here. Maybe if you're on Facebook, raise your hand, let us know, right? If anything and everything I could find, right? One of some of my greatest childhood memories are, are grabbing a stick and, and hitting another person's stick that they found in the woods until our fingers were bloody, right? Another a great childhood memory is this finding a dowel rod in, in the in the garage, it was like gold, right? It was gold, and we were running in it, and we used that as swords. We would use broomsticks. We would use golf clubs. We'd use anything we could find. I'm talking like fluorescent light bulbs are great to have sword fights with. They don't last long, but let me tell you, they are sweet when they break, right? I don't think they're that great for the environment either, but let's just say I grew up in the 90s. Things were a little bit different then, right? The late 80s, early 90s, you could break fluorescent light bulbs over people's heads and it was considered normal. Okay, maybe not normal, but again, anything I could find, I would sword fight with. And if you were lucky, we would find one of these, right? How many of you know what one of these are, right? Some people would call this like the, the, the leftover remains of gift wrap, but as a kid, this is known as gold, right? This is the best thing to sword fight with. This is the greatest sword fight. We have some of the greatest sword fights with these rolls, right? Because when you got hit in the hand, it didn't hurt as bad. The only problem was, is that they're, they're not too structurally sound, well, good, solid hit, you could, it would bend and it would break right there. Right, again, I would love to sword fight with anything and everything that I came in contact with. Maybe that's how you were too. And again, if you're watching on Facebook, maybe make a comment. Let us know some things that, that you would pick up and sword fight as well. But again, I loved playing swords as a kid. Right? And I would play it really, again, till my hands were bloody. There was something about swords that just intrigued me. There was something that just made it incredible. Like I was, I just get excited about it. In fact, one of my favorite gifts that I've ever received was this bad boy right here. Right? So this, this is a machete. I like to call it my sword and knife. So my sister actually brought this back when she was on a missions trip to El Salvador. And again, this is the early 90s. They let her fly with this in her carry-on bag, right? There's some, listen, I don't even know how we made it alive, but now we're dealing with COVID-19. Listen, if we could deal with the 90s and being able to fly with these brake fluorescent light bulbs, we got this under control, right? But again, there's something about a sword. And if you think about it, a sword or a knife, what is it? It's protection gear, right? It, it's, it's a protection piece, but what it is, it's, it's an offensive piece of protection. Right? It's something that we can use to, to attack. It's something that we can use to, to strike back. Right? And it's no different in this passage of Scripture as well. In fact, if you look at it, the sword was the principal weapon of the Roman foot soldier used to attack. The sword would often allow the, the soldier to take offense, allow him to strike a blow against the enemy, against anything that came its way. And Roman soldiers, they would actually carry swords really close to them. They carry swords in a way that would keep them ready to roll at any time, ready to fight back. And it was something they, they needed to, to be able to get to quickly. And again, in this particular passage, right, this Paul, Paul is talking about this sword of the Roman army. And it, it really, it's the imagery isn't really the long sword, but it's, it's a much shorter sword. Right? It's a shorter sword that they could use in, in close combat. They could use in battles. It was something that they could really keep close to them and get ready quick. So I found another sword in my repertoire. I told you I like swords. This is really what it kind of looked like, right? This is what they would do. It was something that they could keep close. They would hold it close to their bodies and be ready to fight. And understand, the Bible is our offensive sword, right? The Bible is our offensive weapon. The Bible is part of our protective gear designed to help us strike back. It's given to us so that we can attack and defend and charge forward. 
And so it allows us to, to really attack head on. If you look at it, the Bible is the ultimate game plan for our life, right? It's the ultimate playbook for our life. And if you look at it, the winning strategy is all laid out right there within the Bible. So what we need to do is we need to keep it close to us and use it because the Bible is our best offensive weapon. In fact, the, the author of Hebrews, he says it this way in Hebrews 4.12. says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Listen, the Bible is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It has the power to move us forward. It has the power to protect us. And it penetrates and it challenges us to the core. It has the power to move our thoughts. It has the power to develop our attitudes. It's so much more than just a book on our coffee table. It's so much more than just an icon on our smartphone. But it's our guide. It's our direction. It's our best offensive weapon. And it's active and it should be active in our lives. Because what it is, it's God speaking to us. The, the Bible is God's perfect form of communication with us. In fact, Paul wrote to Timothy and he stated this about the Bible and he stated this about Scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing people what is wrong in their lives, for correcting faults, and for teaching how to live right. right the Bible is our best offensive weapon because it's the verbally inspired Word of God and it's infallible. It's, it's our perfect guide. It's the living, breathing word of God. And it's used in our life to teach us. It's used in our life to correct us. It's used in our life to, to show us how to live so that we can move forward, so that we can be on the attack, right? so that we can take things into our own hands. Listen, I'll say this. If you look at it, our fight and our, and our, our attack and everything that comes against us isn't from flesh and blood. Right? It isn't of flesh and blood, so why do, we try to, why do we try to prepare ourselves with just the flesh and blood? We need the sword of the Spirit. Right? We need the sword of the Spirit. There's a reason why, if you look at the New Testament, which includes the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, why the story of Jesus, and it really our path to salvation, has been translated to, into over 1,500 languages because it's our best offensive weapon, and it protects us. I think the truth is, though, the problem is, I think many times we don't use it, right? Or instead of using it, we make it the last resort instead of our first response. I think too many times, we, we a lot of times, we try to figure things out by ourselves. Or we try to look for answers through maybe other sources. But again, if our battle is not against flesh and blood, as Ephesians states, why do we look to flesh and blood for our weapons? We need to use the sword of the Spirit. We need to use the Bible. And I think sometimes we just don't. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, there's a, there's a few reasons we don't, right? I think one of the reasons is oftentimes we can look at the Bible and we can say, you know what, it's a little bit overwhelming, right? There's times where if we look at the Bible, it can seem a little bit difficult for us to understand. Sometimes the Bible can seem almost difficult for us to relate with. And because of that, it can become overwhelming. So what do we do? We just give up on it. For some of us, sometimes we, we have doubts, Right? Sometimes it's easier to doubt the Bible and second-guess the Bible. But understand this. Did you know that the Bible is one of the most credible books that's ever been written in history? Right? Based on the number of original passages and manuscripts that we still have, the Bible is one of the most credible books we have. But the truth is we still have doubts. And then honestly, I think sometimes we just get a little lazy. Right? The problem is um, right? we get a little bit lazy and we just say, you know what, we don't want to put the work in that it takes to study, to read, to memorize it. 
But what happens is when our guard gets down, our sword becomes dull and we can't attack back. We can't move forward. And oftentimes we fail. Right? We fail and we fall into the temptation of the devil. We fail and we make mistakes. Right? We sin and we lose the battle because we need the Bible. We need God's word. And here's why. Satan is defenseless against God's word. Satan is defenseless against the Bible. He's defenseless when it comes to Scripture. I imagine this. Imagine in your life knocking Satan back off his toes in your life. Listen, that's what Scripture does. And we see this. Jesus was the greatest example of this. And we see this in Matthew chapter 4. And I'm going to summarize this real quick because we actually studied this back in the series of Jesus at the beginning of the year. In fact, I challenge you to go back over and read Matthew chapter 4 this week or even go back. This was actually January 19th. When we had that sermon, you could go back to the sermon archives on our website or Facebook and check that out. But in this passage of Scripture, Jesus was preparing himself for ministry. It was before he did a single work, and he went out to the wilderness, and he fasted for 40 days. And while he was out there, he was attacked by Satan. He was attacked by the devil. And Satan attacked him with his weakness. He attacked him with food right there when he's in the middle of this 40-day fast. Then he attacked him really by trying to get his faith to be shaken, by tempting him to test God. Then Satan attacked them with his pride, tempting them with all the power in the world. But if you remember it, and if you look at this, each attack, Jesus brought out his sword. Jesus brought out his sword. When he was tempted to make stones into bread, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 8, 3, which we see in Matthew 4, 4. It says this, it says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When tempted to throw himself down from the, the pinnacle of the temple, Relying on angels to save him, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 6.16. Here in verse 7, it says, Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to test. And then when the devil offered to give Jesus the whole world, if Jesus would just fall down and worship him, Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 6.13. It says this in, in verse 10. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. If you look at it, this is the point where Jesus basically dropped the mic. Here's Satan coming at him with everything he could. And then Jesus, what's he do? He gets out his sword and he just attacks him and attacks him and attacks him back. Right? It's, it's just an incredible thing because Jesus had his sword close to him. It wasn't like Jesus had to go back and say, hey, let me look up these scriptures. I'm going to look these up and then I'm going to get you. No, he had them close to him. So he pulled it out and he continued to, to defend himself. Not only defend himself, but he continued to defeat Satan. He countered each of Satan's attacks with scripture. And Satan is defenseless when it comes to scripture. Satan can't handle the sword of the spirit. Satan can't handle the truth, right? But Jesus, if you look at it, Jesus kept going and he was really sticking the dagger into the devil. And that's what the word of God does. That's what scripture does. That's what the Bible can do in our lives. Think about it. Think about it in your life and your temptations, whatever your temptations are, whether it's lust, whether it's greed, whether it's anger, depression, self-pity, or what, what if it's even pride? What if we could take scripture and face it head on and move forward and attack it and defeat it? Think about those things being defeated in your life. Think about you not only protecting yourself from them, but overcoming them as well. Listen, that's the power of the Bible. That's the power of scripture. The Bible is our best offensive weapon. And here's how we put it into action. Let me just give you five quick ways to take up the sword. Number one, put the Bible in action. To take up the sword of the Spirit, we have to read it, right? We have to read it. Listen, there's a reason every Sunday I come up here and I promote the Bible app, because that's one of the easiest ways to read the Bible. 
It's one of the easiest ways to open it up. Listen to the Bible app. There's reading plans. There's devotionals. There's reminders that can pop up and give you a, a reminder each and every day. But we have to open it up and we have to read it. Listen to the Bible app. There's even badges that you can get for reading so many days in a row. That's like get you fired up. Maybe that's how you get motivated, right? Listen, whatever, I challenge you to do it. Listen, there's even audible versions that read to you. And listen, that counts too. But I challenge you, I challenge you, read your Bible. And again, the Bible app is a great way to do that. Maybe for you, maybe for you to take up the sword of the Spirit is to, is to download the Bible app this week and begin using it. Maybe for you, maybe it's to go to your bookshelf, grab the Bible and, and dust it off a little bit. Grab that Bible that you received when you were a little kid, dust it off and read it each day. And maybe for you, you need to make some goals, not just read the Bible more, but maybe it's an actual defined goal. Maybe for you, you need to make a goal of reading your Bible three times this week. Maybe for you, your goal is to read it each and every day. Maybe for you, it's to read it in the morning and evening. Listen, whatever it is, I challenge you to take that step and read, right? Read. So number one is read. Number two is to study. Because I think it's easy to read the Bible and then be left with some questions about what, what we just read. And listen, that's, that's actually a good thing. But we need to find the answers. We need to dig a little bit deeper. Right? We, we need to crack open some resources. We need to crack open a, a Bible dictionary. We need to crack open a, a commentary. We need to crack open a, a, a concordance. We got to do some, some cross-referencing. Right? Listen, uh, uh, we need to study and we need to jump in. A Bible dictionary is really, it's a, it's a big book here, but it can tell you what's happening. Right? It can tell you what's really going on in the context of things and what's, really, what's, what's happening, why this scripture is written, and it can really help us to understand some certain things. That's not challenging. And what's crazy about these is they're actually on the internet machine now. They're, you can get them at your fingertips. You don't have to have a big, thick, heavy book to make yourself look smart like I just did right now because I pulled this out of my bookshelf this morning, right? But I challenge you, dig a little deeper, right? That's a, that's a, a Bible dictionary is a great way to do that. Another thing is a, uh, are different commentaries, right? Commentaries, what they are, they're really, a, they're another person's opinion on a passage of scripture. So you got to be a little bit careful with, with what you're listening to, what you're reading. But they're a great way to, to get some different ideas about what's happening as well. And then a concordance is this bad boy right here. And a concordance, it takes you back to the original meaning of the word that maybe you're stuck on. And it'll take you back to the original language. And again, it'll show you the context. It'll show you a little bit deeper of what things are. Listen, there's things that can help you study the Bible. And I want to challenge you to jump in and do it. And again, all these things are on this thing called the internet that was invented a while back. And they have access right at our fingertips. There's so many resources. Resources like the blueletterbible.org is a great resource. But there, and there's so, so many. But I challenge you. I challenge you to study. I study the Bible and study with others as well. Hey, this is one of the reasons we do life groups. Hey, we do life groups to do life with others, but we also do life group because it's a chance to study with others. It's a chance to, to jump in and, and dig into the Bible and, and to hear other people's perspectives. So I challenge you to jump in and join a life group today. Again, life groups are going on right now through Zoom. We'll begin meeting in person pretty soon with those life groups as well. But we're always going to continue the Zoom option throughout this summer as well. But I challenge you, take your next step and study. And number three is this, is to memorize. Now, this one is a little tough. Hey, this is one I'm the worst at. It's I'm terrible and memorization. But again, this one's so important because the truth is there's times where, where we may be tempted with something, where we're not going to have the chance to get out our Bible. We're not going to have a chance to, to Google something, right? There's times where, where we need to have the Bible in our hearts, in our minds, right? There's times where we need to be ready to be on attack, to be on the offensive. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself as well to memorize. Take up the sword of the Spirit by memorizing. Make it a discipline to memorize things. One way you memorize is to write it down. 
Listen, there's a reason like when we're little kids starting in first grade and when we learn how to spell, kids write things down over and over again because it gets in our head. It helps with memorization. Listen, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to do that. Write some of your scriptures down. Write some of your favorite scriptures down. Write some of the scriptures that, that maybe you're going through that you're struggling with that can help you get through that. Write them down and then commit them to memory. Listen, there's also different apps for this as well. Like there's different, different tools that you can use. One of the tools I use is, a, is an app called Bible Memory. I think we have a picture of a, what it looks like. I challenge you to download it, right? Download it. And whatever it is, I challenge you to memorize. So number three is memorize. Number four is to apply. Live it out. The truth is our actions will always speak louder than our words. And what we do transfers over in our minds faster than what we say. So I challenge you to live it out. Make your lives match with what Scripture says. Right? Apply Scripture. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. It's not a challenge you. Do what it says. Think about it. In your life, is there areas where maybe you're deceiving yourself because you're not living the Word of God out? Are, are there things in your life that you know that you could do better, that you could line up with Scripture more? It's not a challenge you to begin to work on those areas. Apply it. Apply scripture to your life. And then number five, finally, is to share it. Listen, don't keep it to yourself. Share the word of God. Tell others what you're learning about. Share scripture that you're reading. Put it on Facebook, right? Again, share this message on Facebook. Let others know, right? Share some things to encourage yourself, but encourage others as well. I want to challenge you to share. The Bible is our best offensive weapon. It's the sword of the spirit. And we need to take it up. And to take it up means we need to read it, we need to study it. We need to memorize it. We need to apply it. And we need to share it. Maybe for you, maybe for you, that's one of your steps that you need to take. Maybe for you, today you need to, you need to really just get back in the Word. You need to pick up your sword and keep it ready. I want to challenge you to do so. Maybe for you, maybe before you pick up the sword, maybe what you need to do is you need to make a decision for Jesus. And maybe for you, you're starting and you're starting to put on this, this protective gear. Again, it all starts with Jesus. Listen, if that's you, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Listen, God loved you so much that he gave his son for you. And Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and was risen again. And what we need, what we need to do is we need to accept him. If you're here today and you never accept him, or if you're watching from home and you never accept him, we want to give you that opportunity. And in fact, I want to pray with you right now. What you can do is you can repeat after me wherever you are if you want to make that decision. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for sending your son for us, for dying on a cross for us. And Lord, I accept him as my savior right now, today. I accept his forgiveness in my life. And I choose to commit my life to you, to live for you so that I can be protected and have the armor of God, including the sword of the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.